Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the USMLE Guys podcast. Today, we're diving into a short clip from one of our recent USMLE Coaches Corner Live episodes on YouTube. This is a quick tip that you can take and immediately use to boost your USMLE Step 1 and or Step 2 CK exam performance and results. If you find this tip to be useful and you want to ace your USMLE exams with certainty in less time and with ease, visit us at usmleguys.com to learn how we can help you make it happen. Now let's dive into today's episode. All right, let's dive into number two, biochemistry. Now for the let's sake dive. of this discussion, let's just stick with metabolism because metabolism is probably the big part of biochemistry that everyone usually says this is biochem, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got that, if you open your first aid, you've got that big picture with glycolysis, with the TCA, with this, with that, with the ETC. Step number one, when it comes to biochem, first and foremost, I say go wide and understand the flow of everything from beginning to end. If you guys are listening, you would not be surprised how many students can't even say this is the flow of a, a molecule of glucose from glycolysis to the citric acid cycle to the next. To a lot of students don't know where glucose goes from start to finish. And that's a problem because if you can't even visualize the movement of glucose through the entire pathway from glucose to ATP, then how do you expect to be able to answer complex questions when someone who's got a PhD in biochemistry puts a little twist on it and forces you to actually understand? So first and foremost, go wide, understand the big picture stuff. That's going to be the first thing. And the first aid is actually really good with this. There's a great picture in there um, that shows you basically the entire pathway. Now, once you understand that, and which it shouldn't take you too long, once you fully grasp that big picture, step number two is to break it down to each component. So glycolysis, right? Then you're going to go to the citric acid cycle, et cetera, et cetera. And at this point, you want to memorize those details. So you need to know each product, uh, each precursor, each product, each enzyme, how much ATP is made, how much is destroyed, et cetera, et cetera. Cofactors. Focus on one thing at a time. Don't jump from glycolysis to the TCA to the ETC. Just stick to one thing at a time until you've got it. Then move on to the next part, right? We started big, then we're going to break it down into each component through the pathway. Now, once you've got that, the third thing, and just a little tip there, the way that I master this stuff, write it out again and again and again. Get a whiteboard or get a tablet and just write it again and again and again. The third thing, this is really important. This is something a lot of students miss, which is why a lot of students don't do well in biochem, is once you've memorized each component, go back and highlight the areas that are related to pathologies. So the enzymes, what specific areas of glycolysis do you need to know? Well, there's a step involving 2,3-bisphosphoglycerate that always seems to pop up on questions. Make sure you pay a little attention to that. And I say highlight this stuff, meaning take a highlighter or some sort of color code that you have and make sure that you have these points mapped out through your entire process because that way you can easily refer back. And you're going to notice if you go through it this way and then you go back and you highlight the pathologies, it becomes so much easier to answer questions because now you know the flow, now you know the pathways, you know the enzymes, you know what's made, what's destroyed, what the cofactors are, and you put a lot of specific attention on the pathology along the way. Right. That way you don't have to necessarily memorize every single enzyme to the nth degree. You can pay specific attention to the ones that are actually going to matter in the big picture of pathology related to biochemistry. That's that's it, guys. Do that. 
And then once you've done that and you've mastered this stuff, then it's just a matter of review it consistently so you don't forget it. But put in that hard work up front, biochemistry will be easy. It's a lot, but once you get it, man, you got it. And it's it's actually, then it's just a matter of making sure you remember the different components, but it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, I had two questions this morning with students. We were doing step one material and it was a homocysteine methionine question. You guys could probably, you know, relate to this. It's B12, they give you master, they give you like MCV as 105. You think it's either B12 or folate deficiency. And then you figure out what it could be. And you're so close. You figure, ah, I kind of remember seeing it in first aid, but I don't know which one goes here, which one goes there. If you just take some time and draw it out multiple times, knowing that where B12 is, B6 is, kind of figure out if there's something deficient, something lacking, substrate goes this way versus going to the product, then you won't feel like, ah, I was almost there and I don't know the answer. Because it's always like that, right? You always feel that way. I kind of know the answer. All the answers look good. Well, that's the point. They make these questions particular this way. And yeah. as a biochem major, even though I'm not the best at it, I drew everything over and over and over again. If you can't connect the dots like that, they'll throw fumarate, succinate, a TCA cycle, and you're like, which one comes first? It could be that simple of a question or more complicated. Try to do what you can, like Dr. Paul mentioned, and I'm telling you, you'll score high on that, but you have to put the work in, especially biochemistry, metabolism, genetics, DNA, RNA. It's a lot of work, a lot of material. Just gotta do it. So something really important you just touched on, which I wanna elaborate on. You mentioned how if you get down to that last little bit, but you're not really 100% there, mm -hmm. think about this. This is a good way to look at your prep. If you get to your exam and let's say 25 to 33% of the questions, you are not 100% sure. And so it's a guessing game. But let's say, let's say right down the middle is, it's a pure guess. And then on the right, it's a little bit of an educated guess. And on the left, it's, it's basically just a, you know, flipping a coin. If those 33% of questions come down to flipping a coin, yeah. you're going to get a lot lower of a score, which could put you in a position where you fail. But sure. like you said, if you know this stuff and you can deduce information based on what you know and what they give you, then at least you can sort of inch your way more so towards the more confident guess versus the less sure. confident guess. And if if you've got 25 to 33% of your questions where you're guessing pretty confidently, but you're still guessing, that's going to end up being maybe, you know, an extra 20, 30 points overall on your exam that you have a chance of getting right versus wrong. Yeah. And Correct. that puts you for way further to the right versus further to the left. And so that's just something important, guys, to keep in mind. It's like, you don't have to know everything, but when you're studying, be very cognizant of the fact that, okay, I know I won't know everything, but let me know some of these details so that if I get something crazy on my exam, I at least know enough so that I can try and figure it out. Because a lot of your, you got nobody, I've never met a person walk out of that exam and say, easy. Everyone says that was tough. Uh, didn't was nothing like NBMEs, nothing like UWorld. Well, it is and it isn't. If you know your stuff, you'll figure it out, and that's really yeah. the key. And a lot of students don't understand that. That a lot of the exam is using what you know and figuring it out. That's why it's tough. Yeah, was, yeah I was in Panera the other day getting a cup of coffee, and I was wearing our T-shirt, the assembly guys. And the girl goes, "Oh, some girl comes up to me. She goes, did you take step one too? I'm like, I take it every day." She started laughing, and I told her what I do, and she took it and she said to me it was really hard but that doesn't mean it means nothing to me because i don't know what hard means to her right i'm not yeah. sure if she prepped the right way but she did say that question's really long and you know it's hard to to kind of come up with the answer choices again i don't know anything about her other than you know she said hi to me because my t-shirt but the point is 
if you're prepared, if you're doing questions, if you're assessing yourself, right? And you're actually figuring out, I don't know at all, but I also know what it can't be. I know how to deduce yes. the answer and yes. look at the answer choices. If I got seven answers, I could knock out five, 50% chance I can get it right. And if you do enough questions, you can kind of get that, that gut feeling like, hmm, I've seen this and I think that's the answer. But a lot of students don't want to put the extra work in. They want to just get the answer move. It's like yeah. read the other answer choices, learn so you can have more of a chance to be offense and defense. Because this exam is very challenging. It's not a fair test because they want you to know everything about everything. Good luck. <laughs> that's what you have to put the work in. Thanks for listening. I hope you found that to be helpful. If you want more, be sure to check out our other episodes right here on the USMLE Guys podcast. And if you're ready to dive in and simplify your USMLE prep process, don't forget to head over to usmleguys.com. I'll see you all on the next episode.